Uh, yeah, Vasa immediately moves Ertleby. Uh, Ertleby is a bear. Um, no, 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 no. So it it is round one, and uh, Ertleby does oh start goodness. the uh, combat. So she's a bear, and she's going to slash at them. Shit! Oh my god! Shit! Shit just got real, really fast. I know. Holy fuck. Like, I'm we're in the middle of a crowded restaurant. Don't have to risk life and limb. All I wanted was one episode where we don't fuck. <laughs> Woke up in a lucid dream. Now we're hunting for the shards. We might be an oddball team. We've got no bonds, world walkers. My name is Pedro, the GM and creator of World Walkers. In our last episode, a congested exploration of the travel city of Cosnic turned violent when four well-dressed gentlemen threw Ertleby to the side and ran their hidden blades into her son. Now the group has to find a way to make sure they don't follow in Torrance's footsteps. Okay, so... Uh, Ertle Bear, um, she's gonna, she's gonna use her bear powers to, (laughs) in anger, take a smack with her claws. I rolled a three, but I'm lucky. I rolled a nine. Alright, um, so you see Ertle go flying, you hear a crash into the ground, and then before you guys have a chance to do anything, you hear... And you see the bear just leap out of nowhere, and the person that she's attacking gets out of the way in time, but he and the rest of them are truly terrified at the idea that this bear just kind of poured itself up and then leaped with as much strength as it could. Even though he's scared and he has to pull back a bit, he quickly gains his senses, and he spins his blade a bit, and he gets two quick slashes with a scimitar for 12 damage altogether. And then um, the person next to him flinches forward and almost in like as soon as this individual uh, attacks you and successfully hits, the other one has an opening and automatically deals another three damage as he quickly like kind of backstabs you in unison with uh, his, his teammate. Vasa? Vasa would have actually positioned herself defensively in front of Ertle Bear. She hasn't drawn her weapons quite yet, but she would... She's like, she throws up her hands and she's like, Gentlemen, gentlemen, please stop. There's all, all a misunderstanding. This is still the little old woman that you so callously flung aside. She is merely upset. This is a misunderstanding. Look, let us not fight in this fine establishment in this fine city. And one of them quickly says, You leave, we leave? We will leave if you, if you let us take the son that you've already dealt your business with. They stabbed him. Boss. And they look at him and they're like, Yeah, he's done. They sheath their weapons and they quickly start walking away if you let them. Uh, I would have already turned to look at um, the dead. Uh, not well. Is he dead? Because he was bleeding when he fell. Hard to say. He has to go look at him. Yeah, let's go look at him. And and I would have called for Tin as well and Roberto. Um. All right. You dash over there and there's a lot of blood. Uh, Roberto. Yep. Roberto, it's your turn. Um. Roberto is kind of pissed that we let them go, but he ra- he runs over to Torrance, leans over him, puts his hand over the stab wounds, and says a little arcane words of arcane. 
So you flip him over, he is pale. Like, he is, like, gray pale. And his face is kind of, like, concave. And his eyes are pale and dead-looking. But you begin to cast your spell. That is a seven. I heal up for seven points. So you quickly uh, put your hands over, begin your motions, and you see his wounds close up. And it looks like you, you were there in time. You did save him. But the craziest thing is that his skin is still pale and gray, and his eyes are still dead looking. His hair even looks different. It's like this like dried up blondish white hair. And his clothes are the same, but he just looks a little scrawnier. And the, the worst part is that he only has four fingers now. And he looks up, and he's like, uh-oh. We have to go. Yeah, uh, Vasa would have helped him stand and says, take us, uh, take us where we need to go. And uh, he stands up and he says, I hope you've enjoyed our first live action play. There's more to come. Please don't fire me. I w- we'll, uh, we'll be back. And he just takes off running with you guys. Uh, assuming Ertle Bear is following us instead of barreling after the would-be yeah, murderers. You won't be able to fit through here if you, in your bear form. What do you do? Do you chase the other people, Ertle Bear, or do you shape and follow your kid? Can my squad hold me back? Um, Vasa would have called out the moment that Roberto had heard. He's like, Grandmother, he's alright, he's alive. <laughs> um, and she runs to him and she's like, like, she's just, like, touching him, because guess who never unequipped protection from poison as a spell? She's just, like, trying to see if he's poisoned. So she's touching right. him. Here's the problem. Everyone else is confused and weirded out, but when you run up, that is not your son. <gasps> In fact, once you get out into the light, you realize it before Tin, but Tin and you realize what this is. This is a doppelganger. So, in uh, if you don't rem- if you oh, don't yeah, yeah. Rem- <laughs> if you don't remember um, on Cog Ertlebe and Tin, the mages that were part of the mage the mages war, they created towards the end of the war two types of uh, weapons in order to try to win the war. The first were the forged giant war machines of death. The second were um, kind of assassins and uh, espionage agents and they were pale frail creatures called doppelgangers that could take the shape of anyone that they wanted you're not taurus and he says no 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 but there's a great reason um just just come with me let we gotta go and so you guys are running through the uh area and it doesn't take long before vasa realizes that you're being followed um, by how many? It looks like about five or six, and they're they're weird. They're wearing um like thick black leather. They have uh tool belts hanging off of them. They have goggles on their head, some of them, and they're dwarves. Yeah, Vasa would have um as they were rushing, she would have leaned down um to speak to this double again. She says she would have said, "We are being followed. Do not lead us to where you uh where we need to be. Lead us somewhere where we can fight." <sighs> We can't or, fight the Brotherhood or, of Iron. I, I I can make us be stealthier. If we were slightly stealthier, could that help us lose them? I, I think, yeah, If you whatever you've got. I can also do a fog cloud. No, fog clouds <laughs> are very obvious. <laughs> <laughs> How about, like, when we're about to turn a corner, I cast fog cloud, and then we go a different corner. We could do that. 
Um, yeah, because the the doppelganger's like, that sounds great. Do whatever that is. Okay. And he dips down a corner and it gives you okay. a second. I so I um lift my hands up in the air and I can I say mutter a few arcane words under my breath, and these just fog just starts to apparate around us. Yep. Yeah. So you watch um, just kind of fill the alleyway up, and it's dense, thick. Um, and you run the opposite way, and then you dip down another alleyway, and he says, "All right, now whatever you're gonna do, do it." And he he says that to you, or it'll be. Uh, we all get plus ten to our stealth. All okay. right, make some stealth checks. Twenty-eight. Yeah, I got a twenty-eight too. 17. 23. You see the, um, like, you guys find a nice place to kind of hide, and you let the dwarves kind of run past you. And some of them stick around your area for a minute, looking around, and one of them's like, damn it, I think, I think at least one of them was a gunslinger, so get the vault armor. We've got to find them. And they split off. And it looks like you're in the clear after. You guys wait up to you, but I'm going to assume at least 10, 15, 20 minutes. And the area is clear. Uh, yeah, we need yeah. to get out of here. And so, <laughs> uh, your new friend stands up and looks around. He's like, "Oh man!" Um, and he looks, and he, <laughs> you see that kid, and he looks like he's asking people questions. And when you look back at your new friend, he looks just like that kid. And he's like, "All right, let's go." Uh, Erdelby's gonna grab him now that he's her height. Yeah. <laughs> and like get her gun out and like point it to his his chin. Oh, you're a gunslinger? What the Where's hell? Torrance? We gotta get somewhere else before I can tell you that. Why are you a gunslinger? Why do we have to get somewhere else? Because we're out in the middle of nowhere, like in the open, and you've got a gun, and people are looking for us, and I can't tell you the whole story. Is that and enough? Then, can we go? Vasa lays a hand on Erdelby's shoulder and like, Grandmother, we can torture him later. Let us get somewhere safe. <laughs> I'm just a kid. She slowly puts the gun away. <laughs> we can't Fine. lose this guy, though. So yeah. I try right, extra so. hard to keep track of him. Yeah. And yeah, Vasa yeah. would have looked him in the eye and says, lead us, where, lead us to Torrance. And, and be, make no mistake, if you try to deceive us, we will kill you. Okay, look, I can't take you to Torrance because he's not here, but I can take you somewhere safe. We'll be the judge of that. Yeah, cool. All right. Let me, so he, he runs off and uh, he never gets far enough away from you. Like, he's always making sure that you can see him. You can tell that he's trying to keep you guys in his area. And um, he leads you all over, around, almost like he's trying to make sure no one can follow him. And then he finally finds a back alley, and uh, there is a large, I mean, to Tin and uh, Ertleby, it's it's a dumpster to the rest of you. It's some large metal box. Like, who would spend so much time and money crafting a large metal box and then leaving it in the middle of nowhere? Um, worse yet, if you open it up and find the trash in there, you're going to be just completely baffled. But he moves that trash can out of the way, and then he kind of starts brushing the wall until he can find something he's looking for, he slips a couple fingers into a brick and twists it, and then he moves the secret passage. And he says, "All right, this way." Vasa would have made a note of exactly which brick that he manipulated. Yep, yep, yep. All right, so you guys slip in, and then uh, <clears throat> he's like, "Can someone help me with the dumpster?" Roberto helps him move it. All right, yep. So the two of you move it, and then he shuts the door, and you're in. Like a small gray hallway with doors on the left and right side. It kind of just stretches for a little bit. Maybe like 100 feet, 200 feet. 
And he stops for a second and catches his breath. He's like, all right, all right. Oh, thanks for helping me back there, guys. Gun on forehead. Oh, exactly. Fossil would have immediately grabbed oh. him by the shoulder and slammed him to the wall while Ertleby would have put the gun to his forehead. Start talking. Oh, I mean, what, uh, my name's Quinn, and uh, I'm not Torrance. Um, I guess you figured that out. Um, uh, Torrance asked me to cover for him. He just got this job at the gallery, and he didn't want to lose it, but he had this job come up that was going to make him... It's like the easiest job he said he's ever come across. It's going to make him a lot of money, and he just needed someone to fill his spot for a little bit while he makes... It's a guaranteed job, whatever he's talking about. It's going to make him a lot of money, and we're going to split it because I'm helping him out. What job is this? What Elaborate. I I don't know. He didn't tell me. It's not good enough. Oh, shit. Um, Let me think. Who are those people who try to kill you? I I don't know exactly who they are, but it wouldn't surprise me if, and I don't know the name of them, but there is talk of a thieves guild in the area, and I'm just going to be real, I'm pretty sure that if they're showing up looking for Torrance, that Torrance's job didn't go well. Don't shoot me. Do you know? But that means he's still alive when you think about it. Because they wouldn't have come looking for me if he if they killed him. So there's good news. There's a silver lining in this rain cloud. Yep, this is just sprinkles on a the pile of shit. Like <laughs> you're saying, that the thieves guild of this city can openly slaughter people without fear of any repercussions. I, I don't know. I mean, I, there's always been rumors of a thieves guild around here, but. I don't know. They don't usually. They don't. They're okay. Let me put it this way. They're not known for um, public slaughterings, so maybe Torrance really screwed up. Where are we right now? <sighs> Some place I'm not supposed to take you. So I hope you understand the what I'm doing here. Um, and he kind of looks around, and he's like, real quick. Between what you were saying in the restaurant earlier and the fact that that guy, and he points to Roberto, looks nothing like her, makes me buy this crazy story that maybe you guys are traveling. I never lie. Okay, Put great. Awesome. Are you going to shoot me? No. Oh, good. If okay, she, you mi- never lie. she might. If, oh. Oh, if you do what we say. At the very least, I'm going to ask you to wander around town disguising yourself as either me or my friend here, Tin. Those dwarves. He takes a look at both of you and then he goes into Tin mode right away and he's like, No offense, but. (laughs) We need you to cover for us. (laughs) We need to get to Torrance's family. They could be in danger. I found her! And he points at you. Vasa no. would cuffed him very hard on the head. Ah. You were just like Tompkins. You're yeah, Tompkins no, what are you too. Talking about? You said you're his mother. Yes. Yes, you're right. You were just being very literal. I guess I guess that's not a crime still. No. no, but what what family are you talking about? His daughter. What daughter? And his twin sons. And his, his ex-wife. Twin sons? And his girlfriend. What girlfriend? Are they all dead? Cogliostro, no. no. 
No, Vasa would have uh, given, pushed him a little bit harder against the wall just to shake him back to focus. He's like, "Where are we right now? I know you said you can't tell us, but it grandmother has a very you that shaky you hit metal finger. when you throw him. What? It kind of disturbs you that you 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 pounded metal when you did that. <laughs> yeah, but you know, Vasa's keeping a tough face on, and she says, "Grandma has a very uh, grandma has the pain of the joints. Her trigger finger is very loose. So tell us, where are we?" So you are in a, a kind of a safe haven for doppelgangers. We're not really well liked ever since the Mages War. We don't have anywhere to go, so we kind of have to hide where we can. A lot of doppelgangers, they just shift in and out and take the faces of who they need to to kind of survive in life. But we wanted a place where we could actually be us and not have to be somebody else. And so this... <laughs> this little hideaway as uh we call it thornwood estates and it's a small little living area for the doppelgangers of the city to just be themselves without persecution it's really drab you should do something with this hallway it's very gray um i'm just i'm super pissed not i don't even care or roberto's super pissed he doesn't even care that we didn't we stabbed not torrens it's just the fact that like they stabbed who someone that's like you know like connected to us you know yeah so feeling pretty pissed off and we gotta find this thieves guild and also get tin's gold back because you know they stole our money so <laughs> we have to find out where the thieves guild is and we're gonna have to fucking shoot and kill them all <laughs> i mean if guys i <laughs> i think that we should find torrents right but finding that thieves guild Seems like the wrong answer. We have to settle this, whatever this... Um... Also would have spoken up, and she says, Roberto, this is not our city. They, they, If they have the sort of power where they can bedeck themselves in silks and walk around and openly slay someone, they have power in the city, and we are vastly outnumbered. We cannot risk offending an entire guild and possibly the city officials they have in their pocket. Vasa, we've been slighted by them twice. Twice in one day. I, I, I don't know. I'm like personally offended by this. <laughs> <laughs> we cannot let our ego charge us into the way of death. We cannot take on a city. We are travel. We are passerbys in the city. Tin would put a hand on Roberta and is like, I understand. I am frustrated too. We should be wise about what battles we pick here. Because we can be very easily outnumbered. As soon as you start talking, you watch as the doppelganger is studying you intently. It's like... (laughs) (laughs) Can I turn to him and be like, stop? You need me to do a good job, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so keep talking. And then Vasa would look to Ertlby and say, but we we should find your torrents. We're not going anywhere until we find him, yes. He better not be dead. What do you Weagle's think, gun. Tin? Uh, Tin believes in finding Torrance, prioritizing, prioritizing finding Torrance and his family first. And so. then you hear Quinn say, um, he's like, I think that we need to prioritizing finding uh, Torrance and his family. And he says it just like you. Like, he has your voice now. <gasps> Tin Holy is crap. super creeped out. That is creepy. That's creepy as shit. How did how did Torrance contact you? If you you and your kind are so uh, so hidden out of the way, 
we did a job together. Um, and then he looks over at Ertleby and he's like, uh, we used to work together. Um, and it was, uh, it, we, uh, did good work together and it was wholesome. And, um, (laughs) yeah. And so every now and then we kind of get back in contact with each other, mostly just to drink and talk about how awesome that job was. But, um, we've just kind of been friends ever since, but I didn't know he had a family. I mean, the kinds of things that he does. I know where he used to live as of five or six years ago. And that's where Monica and the twins would be. I need you to help us run interference with the parties that are following us. And yet I also don't want to lose contact with you. What do I do? That, that's a pickle. Um, oh, okay, look. So you guys seem pretty magical. Um, any of you able to cast, like, arcane magic to keep in contact with me? Oh, only Brummelstone wasn't on the date. <laughs> no! <laughs> if only we had a raven. Oh. <laughs> Tell me what. You seem like somebody who who understands a good deal. Do you know uh, Captain Gideon of the Falcon? Uh, no, but I can find out. He's pretty well off. He has a nice ship. I'll show you his signature if you help us. Do you have Captain Signatures? Do you collect them? Uh, also some random drawings, yes. Do you have the signature of uh, the captain of the gambler? Do I? No. <laughs> no, I totally do. Really? What's his name? Because no one knows what his name is. He just oh. always goes with the captain. Oh, yes. No, we don't have his signature. Vasa, you didn't get his signature, right? No, did I? No, I didn't. No, I didn't. I was... That old fart? No. Is he interesting? Is he interesting? Yeah, he only goes with the captain. No one knows his name, and he's like, he's the only captain of the skies that uh, us doppelgangers can't mimic. That's weird. It's like crazy weird. There's no reason for that. That is weird. Even trying to find out his name, like with magic, doesn't seem to work. So, like, if you had that name, you could name your price. Huh. Makes me think that there was a whole side plot that we completely skipped around. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, shit. Vasa says, well, I'm sure you understand gold. Go on. Here's five silver right now. There's five silver for you to meet us later on. Wet during, and I look to Ertlebe to list location. Uh, look, look, and he kind of pushes the silver for it. He's like, "You guys must be in some dire straits if you're going to throw me a tip as a payment." Let me just help you guys out. Torrance is a buddy of mine. Obviously, I'm not going to leave a, an elderly woman uh, wondering what happened to her son. So, like, I'll just help you guys out. You know, you don't have to pay me. Ertlebe uh, hugs him. These the gangers are pushovers. <laughs> she just hugs him. Oh, <laughs> uh, his... and then, like he looks at you and he kind of gives you like a like a tin like blush. He's like, "Stop it." <laughs> tin would look at him and say, uh, "You know, Quinn, if you ever get tired of um, trying to just make it by, you should consider joining us." Really? Why? What do you guys? You guys are adventurers. Duh, I only said that, like, 20 times. 
<laughs> Sorry, Tin should explain. Uh, yes, we are a group. We go to many different places. And I'm sure that there, while you may face difficulty, you won't be under constant uh, persecution of of being who you are. That. Tin, we're not running an orphanage here. <laughs> well, now, now, real quick, Tin would know this real quick. <laughs> um, there's no way Vasa would know that, but seeing as that, like, no doppelganger has a parent or a family, they're created in labs. <laughs> that is like unconsciously like terribly either racist or insensitive joke. Like we're not running an orphanage. Pasa had no idea. She's just like a kid. And he says, I will consider your request. And the rest of you are creeped out because he's saying it like tin. Like he's like, I will yeah, that's, consider that's, your request. That's creepy mm-hmm. as fuck. Okay, so where do we need to go? Let's do this. And he's like, all right, well, give me the address, and um, I will investigate the matter further. Are you going to go for us as a spy? Yeah, I will go, and I will find this family of yours, and I will let them know what's up. Why are you using shady voice? Yeah, no, if you do, we can't have you going as me, because they're looking for our party potentially we can't have you potentially leaving leading people to them uh boss says perhaps he can transform into the boy and we can pass a small note that he can give to the family members if you were to find them and you look down at him and he's the small boy again and he's like i can do that you doppelgangers i've only just met you and you make me uneasy he kind of looks down because he hears it a lot um can I like just like do one more check since he used like a slightly shadier voice? Like, can I look deep in his eyes and be like, "Yeah, sorry, that was me trying to do the pauses oh! that Megan's character does." Oh dear, I understand. Like when Tin's considering stuff, she tends to go like, "And I will." <laughs> yeah, that is nice. <laughs> you, you know Are you trying to say Tin's uh, sound shady? Hmm? <laughs> <laughs> <Slight> no, <words. laughs> I think he is. Tin got it. <laughs> She trips kids. She trips kids, man. Yeah. I'll trip you, man. I will That's trip you true. so hard. <laughs> you want to meet the floor? Again? Uh, Vasa says, uh, Grandmother, is there anything you could pass along to let them know it is you? Oh, of course. And she, like, rips out a page from her exfoliation book, and she writes, like, a long-winded note exactly in Erdlebe speak. <laughs> Ertle speak. Ertle speak. It's like, dear Monica or Torrance's, uh, uh, dear Monica and the twins and or Torrance's new girlfriend. Uh, if like in question marks, it's like Tressa? Question mark. Um, <laughs> and she sends it. She entrusts it to the the doppelganger. Yep, yep, yep. Can we like hang out here? Um, yeah, let me, let me get you into my apartment real quick. And he walks towards one of the doors and pulls out a key, unlocks it, pushes the door forward. And it's really just one room with a lot of stuff in it. Like there's a bed, there are a series of folding tables, and there's 
I mean, like, it doesn't make sense what he has in here. Like, it's a mixture of all kinds of different tastes and preferences. And he, he walks you guys in for a second, shuts the door, and he says, uh, I know it's not much. This is... This is kind of it. Um, you... I can... Okay, well, um, I'll, I'll be back. And he kind of turns around and walks away. So his room is filled with a collection of things that make no sense. Like, he has all kinds of, like, stuffed animals in some places and, like, journals. Like, it looks like a hodgepodge of different people's tastes. Vasa, mm-hmm. as, as the person, as Quinn leaves, would have turned to Tin and, and, and Ertl being like, what sort of what sort of person or people are these doppelgangers? Tin would relay the history that <laughs> that was uh, told to her. <laughs> Do you want me to go into further detail, Megan? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> What Tin would inform you of is the fact that um, there was this kingdom called the Kingdom of Kadim, and it was a city of mages and arcane power, and they hoarded all of their secrets. They were the only place in all of Cog that you could learn magic from, and they guarded their power viciously. They wouldn't let any other kingdom come in. You had to pass a series of tests, stuff like that. Eventually, um, the other kingdoms, uh, led by Dormineer, grew tired of it and led attacks on Kadim, thinking it was only a matter of time before Kadim attacked them. So why not start it now? And they wanted their secrets, and this huge war called the Mages' War started off. And it was <laughs> the war was named by Dormineer. That's why it's called the Mages' War. <laughs> um, <laughs> kind of propaganda twist. <laughs> and as Kadim started to lose and started to kind of really get pushed towards the brink of destruction, they upped their game by creating, of course, the Forge. I don't know how much Tin would tell you about them, but she would definitely inform you of your, because you asked, the doppelganger. The doppelgangers are made of a whole slew of different magical and natural liquid mixtures, and then grown inside large vats. And basically just pulled out. Like, so they dip essentially what would be like tongs. (laughs) Um, And they would basically pull this mass out almost like taffy and then pour them into large glass containers and wait until they took shapes. And they would keep showing them different faces and different people until it learned how to grab enough of a form to be what it looks like in its natural state. And then from there, they would train them to be assassins. And until Kadim fell, they had, just like the Forged, no free will. They did exactly and whatever the kingdom told them to do. And as soon as the kingdom fell, the uh, mind-affecting powers that enslaved them broke, and they were free to go out into the world. Well, the Forged were welcomed in the city of Fallis, and they were allowed to kind of integrate and become part of their culture. Nobody trusts the doppelgangers for probably obvious reasons. No one can ever truly feel comfortable when somebody else has to steal a face in order to not look like a monster. And so they were never welcomed in any cities. Were they hunted oh. down at all or sort of just treated as like lower, lower class and kind of ignored? 
depends on the area. Some places drove them out and killed them. Some places simply uh, tried to, like, uh, the, even the Kingdom of Follows, which is a pretty uh, welcoming and forgiving area, uh, doesn't allow um, doppelgangers as a quiet policy. There are those in Follis who have fought to try to give them a little more freedom and more entry into the society, but for the most part, those people did not win this particular battle, and uh, the doppelgangers have been kept out of most any major city. Okay. Well, in any case, um, now that that history lesson aside, and Vasa would have kind of just summarized it all up as a pitiful existence, um, she would have looked at her and she's like, we need, uh, we need a plan. We cannot take on a city's guild. We cannot risk uh, taking on the city officials, which, from the looks of it, are a severe, strict, um, domineering force. We are alone here, and we cannot take on either of those forces. Why can't we like can gain the support of the Brotherhood of Iron? Because it sounds as if Torrance has not exactly made himself favorable with uh, this, the members of the law. If we were to bring them in, I'm not sure Torrance would exactly suffer a different fate. Or, uh, Grandmother? What do you think the odds are that Torrance tried to steal the thing that Captain Gideon was taking to Dormanier? What do you think the odds are? Just, just spitballing with you guys. We're friends here. That was a big box, right? He's your he's your son, grandmother. It's totally a thing he would do. Ugh. I mean, obviously it could be something else. I'm just worried that he really got himself in over his head. We need more information, that's for sure. Well, what can we do right now? The Masa would have said, like, grandmother, what would you do? If Torrance uh, owes his life to the Thieves Guild, if they're secretly good, no, 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 like, wh- no, no, no. As in, what if oh. Torrance has entered into an agreement that he has failed to uphold his ends, and he entered into it knowing the consequences? I have some contacts from back in the day. Uh, if I need to, I would call them in from Phallus and ask for their help. Vasa would sort of nod, and she says. Because uh, we are we are in this together, but we also have far more a, a larger uh, quest upon our shoulders. We cannot. Yes, yes, I know, I know shards or whatever. This is my baby. I understand, grandmother. She's just been pacing uh, back and forth. Tin would try and sit on the bed. <laughs> <laughs> how um how long do you want to hear the creak before you stop? Oh, I'm gonna just keep sitting. It breaks. <laughs> um, okay. I'm actually after hearing that story about the doppelganger's history, Roberto actually feels kind of bad of the way that he treated. He actually he voices it out to people like I feel kind of bad for um the way that we treated the guy. Not to say that like he didn't he tricked he kind of tri- pretty much tricked us, but I I have felt. This pain from being having been created for one purpose only, and um, I don't know if I'm just letting my emotions like get the better of me, but I suddenly feel so much more trusting of that guy. I don't know. How, 
I don't know like how that helps us at all though. Uh, Vasa looks to Erdelby and says, "Perhaps there is, perhaps if we get them, get your son or his family out of Kosnik. That is all. That is the that is the most that we can do for them. We cannot fight off uh, his debt." Oh yes, for sure. No, I. Vasa, she's she's been leaning on the walls, and she looks incredibly serious. Like she. She looks as she's watching Ertleby, and um, every time she talks to her, she's sort of very weighing her words very carefully. And then eventually she just sort of says, um, Grandmother, we will do, I'm sure, uh, and she looks at Tanner and she's, I'm sure we will do what we can for your son, but speaking from, and she kind of tips her head sort of apologetically, speaking from experience, when the Thieves' Guild seeks to collect it is relentless, and I do not anticipate a favorable outcome in this. That gets Erdelby's attention. You've got a story! And Vasa just, she kind of opens her hand and she says, no, but... She lied. Yeah. She's, she's like, no, no, I don't, but I am not entirely unfamiliar with guilds on the underside of a city. That is why... I think we must tread very carefully to not provoke the wrath. Perhaps we can buy your son's life, but if it comes down that they want it and only his blood, we cannot stand in the way, Grandmother. We can, we will not survive standing in the way. But we're still going to smuggle him out in that case, right? We can yeah. try. Yes, absolutely. Thank you, reporter, we'll for best. saying the correct answer. <laughs> Vasa, you're on notice. <laughs> Vasa just kind of like, she throws up her hands and she just goes back to stand by the door to keep an ear out on the hallway. I mean, the Thieves Guild could already believe that he is dead since they stabbed the doppelganger while it was disguised as him. So as long as we're careful about how we approach things, um, they may believe that they've already exacted their, uh, the price. That's true. But we can, we, we must also assume that they are watching us family and may suspect something if especially they see us approaching them. They were out there on the lookout for a gunslinger. It is, a, it is significant to them. Yeah, that's really weird. That, I mean, uh, Tin and Ernelby, you would know that, like, to you it wouldn't be so weird, because, I mean, they're just like, and they have a gunslinger, like, and oh. son of a bitch. Oh. Like, arresting a gunslinger is an incredibly tricky situation because a gunslinger will never part with their weapon under any circumstances. Yeah. So it's, a, and they, if they take the weapon from the gunslinger, then they invite the wrath of every gunslinger that hears wow. about it. Yeah. So, I mean, that's what they're saying. It's like, and they have a gunslinger, son of a yeah. bitch. Like, because they said that. And then they said, bring in the armor vaults or vault armor. Do you know what that means. Uh, give me a, just give me a general, um, intelligence check. I got a 11. Please, <laughs> uh, Tim. do you want to roll? Please, yeah. no. Yeah. Yeah, here I come in with my mighty roll intelligence. Oh, shit. Uh, 15. Fifteen actually is good. So, yeah, Tin, you would know, uh, as you start to think about it, you have heard stories about the Brotherhood of Iron having um, much more advanced tech than the rest of the Brotherhoods. The rest of the Brotherhoods 
deal in things like steam lifts, where they specialize in reworking of metals. Um, the Brotherhood of Iron is pretty hardcore in that, obviously, first they created the jump rail, the giant steam-driven train, um, with some kind of weird force underneath the train that allows it to travel at incredibly uh, quick speeds. Not only would you know about that, but you would also know that these vault armors, they call, they are these giant bipedal uh, machines that the dwarves can crawl in and then walk in, almost like giant mechanical suits of armor that are far bigger than them. And the reason they're called vault armor is because on the back is essentially like a holding cell for when they really have to capture something terribly dangerous and ominous. That's That's like amazing. They have Gundams. Um, (laughs) Damn it, they've got Gundams. Um, Well, also, Ridley would be talking about how the fact that they were chasing us after we crossed the Thieves Guild makes her think of corruption um, extending up through the Brotherhood and, like, this shadowy Thieves Guild. So she, like Vasa, is really worried about crossing them. But at the same time, nothing's going to get it between her and trying to get her son safe, safely away from danger. Vasa would have been, uh, as she was leaning by the door, quietly listening to the hallway, she would have thought to herself, if only she didn't have so many children. <laughs> but she keeps this to herself. She kind of like eyeballs uh, Erdl V a second, like looking her up and down and just kind of like speculating. He's like, <sighs> So time goes on. Uh, eventually you're ready to just go to sleep because uh, your friend isn't back quite yet. I don't know where you sleep since there's no bed anymore. Um <laughs> uh girdle b will turn back into a bear which is like nice and comfy and like vasa can curl up next to her because she's no no vasa would have offered to take first shift and she would have um basically she would have sat cross-legged by the door with one of her uh, with both her blades drawn and ready to be used if necessary nice who's taking the next shift uh reports are well Alright, so the night passes without incident for the most part. Um, but the next morning, both uh, Ertleby and Vasa um, wake up from a terrible dream. In this dream, you were surrounded by darkness, and it was cold and hollow, and it pretty much was just you walking in constant fear with no definition around you. And then right before you woke up, uh, you felt something kind of cold and essentially like liquidy start to slowly wrap around you. And then you both woke, you, you and Vasa both wake up at the same time. Where's the nightmare? Where is it? Punch, 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 punch. <laughs> she wakes, she wakes up the like... She wakes up ready for fisticuffs. Yeah, uh, Roborto's on watch. She turns around. And she's like, ah. uh, Roborto turns around and just kind of like his eyes are like wide and just like, uh, and then turns back like, uh, <laughs> just kind of like. Vasa uh, would have laid would have laid a calming hand on Ertelby's shoulder, even though she looks like she looks quite serious herself for someone who just slept. I'm assuming four hours ago, and she says, uh, "We're running. I think we're running out of time."
Thanks for listening to episode 26. Damn it, they have Gundams. If you're curious what Brummelstone is up to while all this craziness is going on, become a supporter on Patreon and gain access to the exclusive episode that just went up, Brummelstone's Day Off. For $3 a month, you'll gain access not only to that, but Vasa's time travel adventure called The Travelers, along with art access and early episodes. You can find our Patreon at patreon.com worldwalkers. I wanted to thank Kevin McLeod over at Incomatech.com for the music in this episode, along with Sirenscape, who provided the sound effects you heard. You can find Sirenscape at sirenscape.com. I just want him to be safe, that's all, dearie. Maybe we could take him with with us to another world, uh, where he just can't get himself into quite so much trouble. Uh, Mr. Roboto. That's not a bad idea. Yeah, it is. What... <laughs> What kind of gambling is there on your world? Just curious. There's a lot. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> Not, I mean, I wouldn't say that there's any less in any other place that we've been to. Cause... So, um, Roberto, unfortunately, does not know about the gambling houses of COG and does not know how much worse <laughs> the gambling is here okay. on this planet. <laughs> um, I'm, no, you'd still yeah, say that. You'd still say that. Trying to console, but it's not really consoling. It's more like um, I'm, I'm trying to make it sound. I don't He's know how to console. Way. But, uh, so I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> He'll always be a gambling addict. <laughs> There's yeah, coin on every it. world. I think the only thing for us to do right now is push-ups, and she just like starts pushing them out. <laughs>